Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. For the seventh day of February, I am Paul White. It's a privilege to share with you the Word of God, to take a look at the Scriptures and see what we see and see what the Holy Spirit might be saying to us. We're not really holding your hand or steering you in a certain direction. I'm just trying to supplement your study, help you a little bit along the way. Maybe you are encouraged by what we're doing. Drop us a line. Let us know. I always love to hear from our listeners. DDP at paulwhiteministries.com. We do appreciate it. We are studying the Abrahamic stories. Specifically, we've made our way all the way up to what would be one of the grandsons of Abraham, Esau, and contrasting Esau in with, with of course contrasting him with the natural contrast Jacob which is a his brother and the contrast that the bible makes repeatedly in Genesis but now we're contrasting him with the heroes of the faith from Hebrews 11 we do this because his story is recounted in Hebrews 12 we don't get a lot of his story but nestled into this little subtext inside of the 12th chapter of Hebrews is a, is a passage on the renewal of spiritual vitality. And this is a, a, an interesting passage because of the way the wording lays it out. I want to read for you. Yesterday we read for you verses 14 to 17, but we're going to work on that over the next few days. But I want to back up a little bit. I want to bring 12 and 13 into the story as well. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. The word feeble there is what we would consider paralyzed. Strengthen people's hands and those paralyzed knees. This is strengthening someone who isn't moving anymore. Maybe they've been stopped by fear or uncertainty. Whatever the reason, the the hands hanging down denotes exhaustion and the paralyzed legs denotes they've went as far as they can. 13. Make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. So, Make the path smooth and obvious so that those whose hands hang down, whose legs have become paralyzed, that their joints not be dislocated on this journey. Make it a little bit easier for someone to walk this out. How? 14. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. We get so trapped in that holiness without which no one will see the Lord. That's in Christ, by the way. Our holiness is in Him. We see the Lord through Jesus. Thus, we see the Lord through holiness. We receive the holiness because of His righteousness. But what gets ignored is the first part of 14, pursue peace with all. The same people whom we're trying to help in verse 12, because they're, they're discouraged, they're worn out, they're paralyzed, They're lame. If we would pursue peace with them, we would help them in their journey, and then we take this responsibility upon us in verse 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up may cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. You might wonder, where is Esau? Well, he's in the next verse, but I'm giving you all the context to lead up to tell you why the Esau passage even matters. Let's do that 15 again. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. The phrase looking carefully is the Greek word from which we derive the word bishop. So the author of Hebrews 
literally says, pursue peace and holiness without which no one will see the Lord and bishop those around you so that they don't fall short of the grace of God. Now, the grace of God is what helps us in time of trouble. It's what picks us up when our hands are down and our knees are paralyzed and we need a straight path. It's what happens when peace is pursued between parties. And if I'm bishoping my neighbor properly, I'm not beating them up and judging them, but rather I'm leading them into the way of peace so that the grace of God goes to work in their lives. Listen to this. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled. So, where I fail to pour the grace of God through making peace with my neighbor, I open them up to the possibility of bitterness, to this this root of bitterness. Literally, we are responsible to each other. We're to watch out for one another so that no one falls in this grace race. That root of bitterness has its, its roots. Back in Deuteronomy 29, it was called root-bearing bitter fruit. That's a, a person that spreads doubt and, and disloyalty toward the Lord among God's people. And so the root of bitterness in this text is a person that causes trouble and causes other people to be defiled. So we sustain one another's faith by encouraging the weak among us. We also have to watch out for those who would implant a root of bitterness. Then it introduces Esau. Okay, all of that gets you up to this place of Esau. Esau then is presented as an example of someone who despised God's promise and put that in contrast to those who believed God's promises in Hebrews 11. That's the people of faith. And Esau's loss is then irrevocable. Let me tell you, let me, let's, let's cap it off by how we said it yesterday. Moses in Hebrews 11 trades the treasures of Egypt for the disgrace, technically the disgrace of Christ, even though he didn't know Christ, but that's how the Hebrews presents it. And he does it because he saw a reward no one else could see. Esau traded his birthright, traded his reward for a bowl of soup because all he could see was a bowl of soup. There's more than just what you can see. And we have a responsibility to our neighbor to help them see beyond what they can see. Now, Esau is called a fornicator. I want to get into why and what that means contextually. And we'll do that tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. God bless.